Let me begin by saying that if you clicked on this title, first of all, thank you. I so appreciate you. I realize you have few free pockets of time in your day and choosing to spend some of that time with me is so meaningful. So please, if you are here, give it a few minutes because you might just have enough curiosity about this topic to keep listening. And that is one of the first steps to change in improving your life. You see something or feel something in your life that you just think, hmm, how could I get better at this? Or something seems off and I need to make a change. Or you feel like there's more in store for you, but you can't pinpoint the next step or action to take. You want that win-win? Okay, stick with me and let's chat about it. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. How could working on my mindset improve my life, you're wondering? Let me start with a quick story. I remember years ago, back when I started health coaching, one thing that was taught was to dive into books or teachings that would challenge you, give you a different perspective, or teach you something. I didn't know it was called personal development. Like, what's that? I never was into that before, and I didn't even think much about it. I started doing it, listening to audiobooks and podcasts a little bit every day, reading books, listening to inspirational leaders on videos. I spent maybe 15 or 30 minutes a day on it, usually on my walks in the morning with my dogs. I didn't notice anything much at first, really. I just literally did it because I was learning something new. But over time, ah, I began to crave it. It gave me so much more, so much more excitement, more hope, more energy, even more confidence. And it just felt so good. It created a positive growth cycle, a feel-good cycle. Now, I couldn't even imagine a day without some kind of learning or filling my mind with inspirational things like this. And when there was a time, or a couple times actually, I didn't do this daily habit for one reason or another, I really noticed it. It was like a gaping hole. So before we talk about mindset, let's first start and go into this conversation with really having a beginner's mind. It seems intuitive, but let's define that so we're all on the same page. When you look online, it says, a beginner's mind refers to having an attitude of openness, eagerness, and a lack of preconceptions when studying a subject, even when studying at an advanced level, just as a beginner would. This term, beginner's mind, or shoshin, I think I'm saying that right in Japanese, is a term used in the study of Zen Buddhism and Japanese martial arts. Having a beginner's mind here while we talk about this is a good thing. We are open to learning. We're not defensive and we don't have this, oh, I already know that, or that's not going to really make a difference mentality. And we have a willingness to hear things differently. So let's talk about mindset. Your mindset is your outlook, the way you think about something or your attitude about it. In one of the greatest books ever written on this subject is the book called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. 
It is a phenomenal book. I will put it in the show notes. I highly recommend it, one to read and really dive into just all of her knowledge and decades of research. It's excellent. So in her book, it goes in depth about this idea that there are two types of mindsets, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. To give you a brief summary of them, basically people with a fixed mindset believe that if they're not gifted with a skill, talent, or intelligence, if it's not, quote, in their genes, then they're never going to succeed at that skill and then they're never going to bother to improve or get better at something because they think they're just not good at it. On the other hand, people with a growth mindset believe that they could develop skills and traits by trial and error, believing that anything is possible for them as long as they work hard for it and that they are persistent, dedicating the time, energy, and all of the practice it takes to get better or improve. It's really the sky's the limit mentality, believing we can do anything we put our minds to. There's actually a TED Talk given by Dr. Dweck called The Power of Believing That You Could Improve. And she begins it with this sentence, the power of yet, and then goes on to talk about a school in Chicago where, this is so interesting, students had to pass a certain number of courses to graduate. And if they didn't pass the course, they got the grade of not yet. Wow, that really struck me. I couldn't get over how powerful that is. I'll link the TED Talk in the uh, show notes below, but think about that. What a total mindset shift that could be to someone. Instead of feeling like a failure or feeling awful that you did poorly, it gives you hope, like you could try again and succeed. How powerful could that be in our own lives? Just the knowledge and power of thinking or saying, not yet. Say you're working on something, a new goal, or trying to get good at something. Let's say Let's say you love tennis and you've been trying to beat this one person who's so good and you lose every time. Do you give up? Do you say, oh, I'll never beat him or her? Or what if we switched it and we said, I haven't beaten them yet and I will work harder to win? Oh, I love that, right? This could apply to any skill or talent you want to develop. That gives me so much hope, something to work for. A growth mindset is particularly important in relationships because both people can overcome obstacles because they're not seeing them as impossible to correct or impossible to improve. A fixed mindset would be this. We have so many problems in our relationship and they're so annoying. It's not even worth working on them. Or a growth mindset would sound like there are areas in a relationship we can definitely improve on and it's worth working on them. There's a big difference there, right? Or we could even talk about like the differences between each other, how we look at them. Are they, you know, seen as, ah, they don't like to do anything or are they seen as, ah, our differences make our relationship a lot more interesting. So much difference there. Really focusing on how we see things. But what do I always say? It's always easier to say these things than to work on them, right? But again, how cool would it be as you began to embrace this idea? You work on yourself, finding it exciting as you begin to feel differently and see new changes in yourself. And then as a result, your outlook changes. It helps you get unstuck. Maybe you see your problems from a new lens. Maybe you can say things to yourself differently. This is so powerful. So how do we work on our mindset? I believe there are a couple main ways, even though there are more for sure. But to start to cultivate this growth mindset, we're gonna talk about two ways for now. And then we're gonna have more episodes coming up 
talking with mindset coaches and experts, and just hearing from them as we kind of get deeper into it and just give us some more depth about this conversation. Powerful stuff. So the first one is to read more books, listen to more books or podcasts, or even YouTube videos from inspirational leaders, maybe TED Talks, that will challenge you to improve or to think about things in a different way. So that was a lot. But in other words, to actually seek out some learning. This is really to be able to make you a better person. Maybe even starting with books or podcasts that speak to things you're struggling with. So for example, if you struggle with discipline or creating healthy habits, try reading or listening to the audiobook Atomic Habits by James Clear. I mentioned him in an episode, I think it's the discipline episode. It's such a great book. Or even The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg or Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. So many great books. I'll put them all in the show notes, but reading or listening to the audiobooks just 15 to 30 minutes a day, over time, you will start to love this part of your day and you will begin to see the positive changes. Trust me on that one. How about another one? If you're struggling with confidence or you just want to be a better version of yourself, let's give you a couple more ideas. Maybe start with some of these books. Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. I love that one. I love all these. (laughs) So I'll give you a couple more and I'll definitely write them down in the show notes. Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, or The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. They're all excellent. And I I just will tell you, it's so good. You just need to start somewhere. Go for that little bit of learning every day. Another one of my favorite ways to build a growth mindset is number two. Question your response and pay close attention to your thoughts and words. So what does that mean, question the response? This is where you're going to look at any situation in your day. Remember what happened and how it went. Then you're going to go back and ask yourself, how would it have been different if you responded in a totally new way? Okay, let's take an example. This is an old story, but it's a memory and it really fits here. So maybe some of you can relate to it or something similar. I remember going to my grandma and grandpa's house for dinner often on the weekends. And my grandma, she was an amazing cook. I loved going over there. And it was always fun. And the food was amazing. So one day we went over there and we were a little late that day. And surprisingly, for the first time, my grandpa was so mad that we were late. He was raising his voice. and I can't believe you're late. Why are you late? The meat is overcooked now. And he was just so upset. And then he was in a bad mood the entire time. And that dinner was so tense. Funny how I remember that, right? But it was just so out of character for him. So say that happened to you, right? And and you were the one that got mad because someone was late for dinner and you couldn't let it go. You were angry and you stayed mad and the dinner was just so miserable. Was it worth it? <laughs> So that's what I mean. Take a look at that situation and then say, what if you did the opposite? What if you questioned your response and said, hmm, instead of focusing in someone being late and getting all mad and ruining the whole dinner experience, what if you chose not to get mad? How would that have changed that dinner experience? You see it? And the other part of that is really paying close attention to our thoughts and words. The words we speak or the things in our mind 
What are they? Are they from a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Maybe replacing a fixed mindset thought of judgment with more compassion or grace or replacing those fixed mindset phrases with more positive ones like, I didn't handle that well, but I'm working on it. Or let's take a few more. What about this one? Why should I bother learning new things when there's always going to be someone who's better than me? That's a fixed mindset versus it's always good to keep learning and expand my skills. See the difference? That is so powerful. (laughs) Or what about what's the point if I'm just going to, you know, screw it up anyway versus looking at failure as learning. I've also heard someone talk about the critique and criticism part of this. And I think this is one of the hardest parts. They say that we should be taking criticism and really looking at as an opportunity to grow. And I think it's hard when criticism can come in maybe such ugly ways, right? But I think if it's it's approached and given to you in a compassionate way, I think then it might be easier to feel like, okay, that's an area where I need to grow. Also, if we talk to someone and really it's it's out of love and we're we're giving them more positive feedback about something first and then we say, you know, an area of growth might be XYZ, it's received differently because you're kind of pointing out all the positives first. I don't know if you've had that experience, but I have. So, I just thought I'd throw that in there. So, before we wrap this part up, I really want to challenge you to just kind of look at things that you think about or how you say things, and I do this to myself too, is is really if we're saying things in a positive way or a negative way, and that's not fluffy, it really is powerful. So if I'm saying, gosh, I'm never going to be able to learn that, I really won't because I'm saying that to myself instead of I'm going to get better at that and I'm going to learn it. So it's going back to that concept of believing we can do anything we put our mind to. And all of the thoughts and words that we say to ourselves and to others go into that. Moving on, I think there are a few other things we need to keep in mind if we're really going to try and improve and strive for more of a growth mindset, which is really a constant work in progress, truly. So we have to embrace three things, in my opinion. One is you have to want the win-win. So here's the deal with this. Sometimes you might not even know that something is missing or if something is off because it's been there for a while. And remember our brains, uh, it's from the progress episode if you've heard that one, I think it's number seven or six maybe. Our brains are wired to stick with what's easy and routine so it doesn't have to think of new things in order to conserve energy, right? So to keep going with the status quo. But changing requires new things, getting uncomfortable, learning new ways, changing old ways or old thought patterns. So you really have to push yourself to grow. Sometimes just taking small steps in the beginning can take you in a positive direction and get the ball rolling. But you have to have the desire to want to improve and get better, to want positive change that could create the win-win. That's the first thing, because without that, you'll settle back into something that's comfortable and nothing will change. Number two, be okay with failing or not doing something right the first time, (laughs) which is so hard. I think it is powerful to see yourself as the person who loves to learn and doesn't get caught up with the fear of failing. Again, so much easier to say, but willing to fail and say, I don't know. It's okay to say that. 
It's better because you're identifying yourself as the learner. And it just takes the pressure off, doesn't it? If you say, I don't know, because you know you, you're able to learn. So we're going to switch it to maybe I don't know, but I do know that I will be able to learn what I don't know, right? But failing really is learning, isn't it? Or seeing when we're not good at something, it just unveils an area for growth. Think about this. We're going to think about Michael Jordan. And oh my goodness, I grew up in Chicago and where I'm not totally a great sports fan, I sure was when he played basketball. It was incredible. If you're a basketball fan, you know, I could watch him over and over. There's even a documentary on Netflix called The Last Dance. I couldn't stop watching it. It was so interesting, but it allowed you to see all the game highlights. Okay, I got excited. I'm going to get back on track. But think about this quote that he has said, and you've probably heard it before. This is Michael Jordan. I have missed over 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. Oh, I just love that quote. Going back to failure, failure teaches us. We get back up and we learn. It makes us better and better and better. When you're failing, try to think of, about that. It's just making you better. Moving on to number three, keep going so you can actually reap the rewards and see the win-win part of this all. So imagine this. I want you to come back to me if if you're off doing something. Come back. (laughs) Okay, imagine this. You start listening to a book or podcast, something meaningful and inspirational to you, something you want to learn or improve, just 15 minutes a day. And you do it every day while you're in the car or getting ready in the morning. And over time, you begin to start implementing some of the new things you've learned about, or you start to feel more positive or more hopeful and excited. And then you begin to crave this time more and more. You exude a whole different presence about you. People around you, they just feel different. They start noticing, huh, what have you been up to? There's like this different feeling about you. Or if people say, wow, you just seem so happy, or they'll start to say things to you. Your relationships start getting better because you're starting to see things in a different light. Or maybe you feel better about yourself. Do you see this ripple effect? It's so powerful and that creates the win-win. Let's recap. Change begins with one step and it also needs a beginner's mind. Being open to learning is crucial to change and improving. There are two mindsets. Carol Dweck defines them as one, a fixed mindset, two, a growth mindset. Striving for more of the growth mindset, really working to improve our mindset takes work. And there are two important ways we talked about how to do this. One, really learning, reading or listening to audiobooks, podcasts, videos from inspirational leaders, TED Talks, that kind of thing. And two, questioning our response and paying close attention to our thoughts and words. Then we're going to keep in mind as we do this, the three things. One, you have to want this change or improvement. You've got to want it to get to the win-win. Two, be okay with failing because it helps us grow and learn. And three, keep going and be consistent so you can actually reap the rewards and feel that win-win. 
I hope you see how improving our mindset is such a great way to improve our lives overall. I'm going to leave you with an action item and a few quotes. Here's your action item. Choose one book or a few podcasts that you will listen to over the week, every day. One that challenges you to think differently or challenges you to learn and improve. Just 15 to 30 minutes a day. That's it. Whether you're going to do it driving or washing dishes or getting ready in the morning, really find that time to make it a consistent habit in your day. And please, if you want to share what book you chose or you're needing more recommendations, please reach out. Leave me a voicemail on my website. I'd love to hear from you or DM me on Instagram. I will leave all of those links for that uh, below in the show notes. So here are two quotes from Carol Dweck that I think go together nicely, and they are so powerful. She says this, in a growth mindset, challenges are exciting rather than threatening. So rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to reveal my weaknesses, you say, wow, here's a chance to grow. Change can be tough, but I've never heard anyone say it wasn't worth it. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.